Amidst the grounds of the Miskatonic University stands a grim archive. Within lies a collection of the darkest secrets known to mankind. But visitor beware, for what horrors lie within their pages. Can you resist their maddening call, or will you succumb to the tales from the Orna Library? Tonight's story, The Serpent Gospel Part 1, The New Testament. Tonight's episode features the talents of Stephen Anderson as Scruggs McGillahan, Matthew Bennett as Reverend Arthur, Colin D. Young as Pete Ritter, Jacob Clark as Marshall Douglas Williams, and Brittany Shesnuck as Danny. It is a clear night in early May, 1877. We see a tall man standing in a shallow cave atop a lofty mountain peak. He looks at the twinkling lights of a small town below him, a gentle breeze buffeting the cave. Two figures accompany him, one male, one female, both dressed in high-collared shirts and wide-brimmed hats. He looks to the two of them and points to the valley below. There lies the den of iniquity. Down there are the worshippers of false doctrine. He turns back to the cave and places something onto a small stone altar. He bows his head and utters a quiet prayer, turning back towards the town. Prepare ye the way, O town of Blackwood, your salvation cometh. Welcome back, listeners, to the Tales from the Orn Library. This is the first part of our series, The Serpent Gospel. It's a bright Sunday morning in the town of Blackwood, South Dakota. The early May sun has banished all the winter snows to the tallest peaks of the Black Hills. Birds chirp, insects buzz, and the wind rustles through the forests of tall conifers. Danny, this is the world that you pass as you leave Russell Peak and enter into the town proper. Why don't you describe yourself real quick? Well, howdy. I'm Danny. Uh, I'm a five foot five uh, Caucasian woman with uh, medium length, light brown hair, pulled back in like a rope with a rope as a ponytail. Uh, I got green eyes. Um, I'm wearing a kind of a dirty white blouse and a brown skirt that looks like it was cut up and a barefoot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you find yourself walking through the streets of town, people giving you weird looks, and eventually you find your way to uh, Dr. Sinclair's clinic. The door creaks as it opens and uh, you see laying on the bed is your mentor slash father figure Bo Russell is covered in bandages most of them bloody uh, Dr. Sinclair is working on something uh, he's got his back to you uh, how's Bo doing and Sinclair turns around Ah, it's uh, good to see you Danny well it's hard to say I mean some days it looks like he's making progress some days it looks like it's not. Uh, the sutures don't want to stay. Um, it's losing, keeps losing a lot of blood. I, I really don't. I really can't give you a good answer. If, if we were, listen, if we were in the in a bigger city, if I had access to better equipment, 
maybe this would all be over soon. But for right now, we just kind of got to hope and pray. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've been doing. I don't know what else I should do. I can't, I don't feel good just sitting around waiting. Yeah, well, sometimes that's, that's all we can do. And uh, about this time outside, completing his morning rounds, uh, walks past Marshall Douglas Williams. Why don't you describe yourself real quick? So, <clears throat> I'm a portly fellow. Quite, quite large. Not like obese, but portly, stout. Um, I have, like, my hair comes down to about my shoulders. It's really curly. Um, beard is also curly, kind of a mess, too. Uh, face is very square, very uh, eyes are close together, nose is big. I have a 20-gauge a shotgun. Uh, wh- wh- where, do, where do they usually put that? Jacob, do you know? I'm probably strapped around your back. Yeah, the, 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 that's where that is. Um, general martial garb, jacket, leather jacket with uh, you know belt, fixings, and all that. Probably one of those Texas ties. And uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. You saunter your way confidently through the town, and uh, along the way, a uh, familiar form stumbles into you. Is this deceptively average-looking man? He's got greasy, um, slick-backed hair, um, an unkempt goatee. His breath reeks of alcohol. Uh, you would know him as the town troublemaker, Red Nelson. Red, what are you doing? I'd ask the same to you, Marshal. I like get close to him in his ear, and I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this around here, right? What am I doing wrong? Drinking against the law now? No, but causing a fuss is, and if you keep doing this, you're gonna cause a fuss. You should get home. <laughs> I ain't cause no fuss. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He just kind of saunters away, stumbling. I just shake my head and walk away. Okay. And as he stumbles, he uh, nearly collides with one Petrus Ritter or Pete entering into the town as well. Why don't you describe yourself, Pete, and uh, give me the reason why you're uh, heading into town today away from the miners' camp. My name is uh, Petrus Ritter, although most folks call me Pete. I'm about 5'11", kind of more lean built. I've got black hair with a graying mustache and beard. Uh, wearing uh, blue jeans and a loose-fitting shirt, and I have a Henry repeating rifle slung over my back. I'm probably just heading into town to get some supplies to bring back uh, up to the camp, some food and whatnot. Okay. So probably heading to Roland's then? Yeah. Okay. You enter into the the goods and sundry shop, and Roland uh, looks up. He's a very uh, small man, balding, round glasses, kind of a bit of a mousy-like face, um, wears a uh, somewhat wrinkly vest, and he's got a bowling on. Um, he looks up. Oh, um, good afternoon, Petrus. Uh, or Pete, my bad. Uh, more supplies again? Yep, that would uh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Hey, you folks just keep running out of this jerky faster than I can make it. <laughs> but uh, I can—I promise I can make it faster. <laughs> well, that's much appreciated. He ducks behind the counter and comes up with a few bags of, like, the common stuff you'd need. Flour, it's a bit of meat, you know, it's dried meat and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that'll be two dollars. Um, I, uh, go sifting in my back pocket, uh, and I pull out a couple of bills, uh, for him. Much obliged, Pete. Thank you, sir. And uh, as you leave, Pete, uh, about this time, Marshall, uh, you stop your round at a familiar house 
Outside on the porch of this house sits your uh, good friend Scruggs McGillahan. So, uh, Scruggs, why don't you uh, describe yourself real quick? <clears throat> Alrighty. Yeah, I'm, I'm Scruggs McGillahan. Uh, uh, I'm a, a, of short stature, uh, about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, and uh, I'm a, a generally well-dressed gentleman. I, I got nice gray suit pants and uh, uh, a nice gray vest with, 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 uh, with a pocket watch. Uh, and uh, uh, a nice gray uh, uh, coat. Uh, I, I don't really like to dress all that wild, as you might say, but I have a, uh, a, a, a thin blonde mustache and blonde hair slicked back. Very well. So, Scruggs, Marshall Douglas, stops in front of you. This is a... Uh, common thing the two that, that happens between the two of you if you wanna if you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, well hey hey there Marshall how, how you doing on this fine day I'm doing pretty well how about yourself oh not bad not bad uh, uh it's just so great seeing you again and um Scruggs will go ahead and uh um he'll reach out and he'll like clasp uh, Marshall Douglas's hand, and in it is going to be a, a stack of cash. <clears throat> I'll try to conceal it as well, and I'll say, "What? Well, thank you," and then put it away. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, and uh, you put that in your pocket and continue on your rounds as uh, a small chorus of amens echo from the nearby church building. Uh, we see. Reverend Arthur at the pulpit of the church, finishing up his sermon. Why don't you describe yourself, Reverend? Folks around here know me as Reverend Arthur. I'm a portly kind of man. I have a, I have a large beard, balding top of my head, but I still got hair around the sides. I'm not, I'm not fully bald yet. No, sir. And, uh, I generally wear either simple one-color shirts, maybe flannel sometimes, but I always like wearing my favorite vest. Mm-hmm. So the last words of your sermon um, echo throughout the small church building. You don't necessarily have the largest congregation here, maybe like 10 or 15 people. Um, that's generous. Men put their hats back on. Couples link arms with each other, and parents grab the few children there, and they make their way out of the building. I imagine you follow them out uh, just to kind of be with them, so to speak. Yeah, I, it's like uh, I, I'm at the door, and I just shake their hands as they leave and just say, go in peace. Mm-hmm. So... About this time, as you are all um, finishing up your business, kind of returning to the main thoroughfare, without warning, the brash tones of a bugle sounds, drawing your attention to three figures standing in the middle of the street. The middleman is tall and slim. He has an angular jaw accented by a small, well-trimmed beard and smooth, slicked back hair. He wears clothing similar to what a reverend or a pastor would wear, and he holds a knobbly walking stick. His two companions wear wide-brimmed hats and high-collared shirts. One is female with long black hair, and the other is man. The other is male, seemingly bald. Their heads are bowed in a in a sort of show of reverence. One holds a book, and the other holds the bugle. The man with the walking stick he raises his voice. Hear me, O people of Blackwood. I am Jeremiah Carew. And I humbly come before you today bearing a message. It is a message of truth, of revelations, of salvation. Brothers and sisters, I come to you today to tell you that you are worshiping a false doctrine and a false God. The true God wishes for you all to return to him, to repent of your sinful ways. There's a 
murmur that goes throughout the crowd. What do you do? Well, uh, Reverend Arthur is gonna walk up to the man with open arms and say, Well, hello there. Welcome to our quaint little town. What did you say your name was? Jeremiah Carew. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I extend my hand to shake his. He extends it as well. Now, I don't mean to put a damper on things, but... See, everyone has a... Everyone in life has a different perspective, you see? And to tell them that their perspective is wrong... Oh, that's a harsh... That's a harsh sentiment to unleash upon them. The truth is sometimes harsh, brother. I certainly understand that. However, you must know that there are better ways than just yelling at the entire town that they're wrong. Well, perhaps, brother, this will serve as a message better. And he kind of backs away from you. He uh, takes his stick and he snaps it in half. Behold, the power of the true God. And he tosses both of them into the air. They hit the ground and clatter, and nothing happens for a moment. That was a bit anticlimactic. And after a moment, the pieces shudder and start to move and warp on their own until they take on the form of two very large rattlesnakes. I shoot it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not kidding. Nice reflexes. Okay. Well, first, I would like everyone to roll sanity. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, Second, go ahead and make a fighting firearms roll for me. Okay. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. So, for sanity... You're so fucked, Clark. <laughs> I got. I literally got a 24 under. Wait, that's good. 24 under. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. oh, did it? Yay, Clark. <laughs> okay. I got a 70 over 36. Oof. Got a 49 under 60. Okay. I got an 84 under 90. God damn. I got a 16 under 70. Okay. Wow. So, those who succeed, you don't lose any sanity. Uh, Pete, you lose two. Nice. <laughs> As the realization, oh, those were real sticks. Those are real snakes. This ain't no, uh, there ain't no CGI back then. <laughs> but yeah, Marshall Douglas, make a firearms roll for me. That'll be a 56 under 90. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Now, how close would you say you are to them? Are you within short, medium, or long range? I, to the, to the stick specifically, probably medium. Because okay. I was trying to keep my distance and, like, see the crowd. Okay. So, yeah, go go ahead and roll the damage for the medium distance, which I believe is... D6. That's a six. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you you all flinch as this gunshot goes off and one of the snakes well its head's gone now I it's a double barrel right yeah could I do that to the other one? Oh my gosh <laughs> sure <laughs> that's a 46 under 90 okay get him roll damage <laughs> that is a four all right this one still seems to wriggle around oh. but and then I'll I'll yell, We don't need this around here. Get going now. And I'll reload and point it at him. I'm like sh- like really shook because like I see these snakes and then there's just gunfire immediately. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> you know, Clark, the longer I play with you, the more I realize you're a really you're really a wild card in this game. <laughs> I mean, hey, like, I'm like, well, he, I'm low on sanity. Yes, I made I mean, a sanity check, but I'm like, hey, I know he, he like is messed up from the war. That just happened. He's scared. He likes guns. He shoots it. Like, I mean, I'm not blaming you. It's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremiah, 
he's like, brother, do not harm the serpents. They are not your foes here, but I see your point. Scruggs McGillahan, just gonna cut in. As all men know, serpents are a very godlike creature. <laughs> to be a sin to hurt one. That may be true for your religion, but the true God, well, he cares for the serpent. He cares for all of his creatures. Now you have seen the power that I have been given. For those who wish to listen, I will preach unto you outside of town, as it seems I am not welcome here. And I'll, I'll like not. <laughs> the snakes kind of vibrate for a second and turn back into sticks. One, albeit rather, uh, rather exploded. Um, <laughs> walks forward, picks them up and walks out of town. And a small group of curious residents follow behind. What would you like to do? Uh, Reverend, uh, 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 I'm a, I'm a pious man, I would call myself. Uh, how do you make sense of that? Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Hmm, hmm, wise, wise, Reverend, thank you. That man may have some sort of abilities, but do remember, just as the God, just as God can give power, so can the devil. And that, that was no God-given gift. Uh, now, just for posterity's sake, the devil can give power too. How much, how much power are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give, I give him a, uh, a stern look. I best be seeing you on Sunday, mister. Yep, yep. I got it. I got a lot to repent for. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to go to Shaw. Okay. So real quick, as like this crowd is, um, this uh, small group is leaving, uh, his two companions, the ones in the hats and the high collared shirts, they uh, break away from the group and enter into the Buchan Inn boarding house. But yeah. So you were going to go see Shaw? Yeah, and I'm going to tell him about this unholy thing happening. Okay. So you saunter on into the, into the magistrate's office and walk on in. Erasmus has uh, got his back to you. Well, I heard the gunfire. What happened this time? Shaw, there's something wrong going on around here in this town. Some some preacher man came in and took his staff and made it into snakes, and I, I shot him because it, it was unholy and not right. We need to do something about it. He's going to go try to talk to people outside of town. Marshal, are you a God-fearing man? Why, yes, I am. I see. Now, if you had asked me 20, 30 years ago, I would say yes, drive him out of town. But this here is Blackwood. We're in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. We got harlots. We've got thieves. We've got greedy sons of bitches. If you can't handle the, that kind of debauchery, this is different. This is different. This was mad. This was black magic. <laughs> black magic, Marshal. Is that what you think this is? What do you call a stick turning into a snake? I call it smoke and mirrors. <sighs> I'll just turn away. Dejected. Now, so far. This man has done nothing wrong, besides maybe disturbing the peace a little bit. Yeah? If he toes the line, then I will say yes, you can drive him out of town. 
But for now, let's let him say his piece. And who knows, maybe they'll be gone. I mean, hell, we drove the Mormons out pretty quick, didn't we? I don't know how to respond to that one, Jacob. (laughs) 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 I'll just say yes. Yes. You betcha, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I'm going to go back to that. I forget the the guy's name, but uh, the preacher guy that was talking. Jeremiah Carew. Jeremiah Carew. And uh, I guess offer him an apology dejectedly and through my teeth and say you can stay as long as there's no trouble okay he's set up outside of town there's a he's got a box that he's standing on and uh, he graciously accepts your apology and you have my word that uh, no uh, wrongdoing will come from uh, preaching all right and then I'll actually usher him probably back into town. Well, he, he's he's set up outside. He's getting ready to start. Oh, his okay, gotcha. I understand. Starts pushing him in. <laughs> Get the fuck back in town. You are so welcome. I will put you in town. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the rest of y'all? Uh, Reverend Arthur just goes back into the church and is uh thinking very deeply about what is what just happened mm-hmm. um pete is probably he he didn't really like what he saw like there 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 had to be some witchcraft involved in that and he's gonna head back up to the mining camp to just get away from all of this nonsense nothing natural about what happened there Okay. It doesn't really affect Danny that much. Okay. Um, Scruggs is actually going to head on over to. Uh, what, what, man, uh, did they go to? Did you say they went to um, a specific uh, uh, bar? They went out like on the outskirts of town. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. All right. Um, I'm going to go to. Uh, the fool's gold. Actually, no. I'm gonna go to the Buchanan. Uh, okay. For for the for name reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, is there is there any gambling taking place there at the Buchanan? I forget. Pro- or would that be more of like a fool's gold saloon? That'd be more of like the fool's gold. All right, I'm gonna go to the fool's gold saloon. Apply my trade. Okay. You walk in and uh, Dublin looks at you and nods. You're in here early, aren't you, Scrooge? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, uh, better to, to get an early start on the day, I, I reckon. I do reckon. <laughs> I thought you didn't uh, gamble on Sundays. Uh, well, that was before the weird preacher man came in and disproved God. <laughs> I, I, nowadays, I'm kind of thinking about some shit. <laughs> All right, very well. I think the regulars should be in here in a little bit. Things have been quite stirred up from that. I don't, not quite sure when things are going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I do reckon some, some, some major league tomfoolery is about to go down. Well, you can say that again. By the way, when the, <laughs> when the gamblers actually arrive. I'm going to use the disturbing events of that morning to try and throw them off their game <laughs> um, and just capitalize on it. <laughs> okay. So just for the um, sake of time, why don't you roll for me, uh, Scruggs, a gambling roll? Gotcha. Um, let's see. That is a 52 over 30. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, should I be making a gambling roll for this? Well, you want to start out first before you uh, <clears throat> apply your trade. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, with this first game, you lose your starting money. You don't 
gain anything extra. That's it. You're probably gonna, you're gonna keep going then, right? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm just getting warmed up. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. It's not a problem. Okay. Uh, do you want to make another gambling roll, or would you like to make a sleight of hand roll? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, now that we're all getting comfy, I'm gonna make a sleight of hand roll. Okay. All right, that's a 31 under 70. Okay, that's a hard success. All right. So, <laughs> it's a little bit like that uh, bit from the Fresh Prince with the billiards scene, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You, you managed to double what you brought in with this game. <clears throat> what well, I, I do say... I think I have enough time left to make it for the sermon. Uh, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. I'm going to gather my winnings and get the fuck out of there. Okay. <laughs> they all start to get kind of a little a little angry, but you manage to leave before anything uh, <clears throat> breaks out. All right. So where were you headed then? Um, uh, uh, me? I'll go to... um. Uh, I'll go to the... Is it a chapel, technically? Not where the um, Jeremiah's sermon is. It's it's outside. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go, to the, I'll go to the sermon. Yeah, I, okay. I see how it is. So is there anything else anyone else wants to do before I do this scene? Can I retroactively not quite go to the mining camp yet? Uh, does Jan sell ammunition? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd like to speak to Jan, if just briefly buy some ammunition. Okay, I'll just I'll do that first, and then we'll go to the sermon bit. So, uh, Jan Vanderboer's Arms and Smithy is luckily for you on the way out of town, so you stop by there. He's uh, inside a shop this time. Normally, he would be outside swinging the hammer. Uh, he's a very t- very tall man, um, very well built dark hair, mustache goatee, kind of squarish jaw. He looks up, Petrus. Uh, God, I can't do a Dutch accent. Uh, Petrus, it is uh, good to see you. Hello, Jan. Uh, Hello. I'm uh, looking to uh, <clears throat> uh, buy some, uh, some 44 ammunition. Yeah, yeah. Uh... How much? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I can't remember how much like a box is. Uh, just a, uh, just a box if you have it. Maybe like twenty-five. Okay. In the uh, box, twenty-five bullets. Yeah. He doesn't. Gan isn't one for English. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. not his strongest language. He turns his back to you, grabs a box, it rattles, and he hands it to you. Vive descense. I'll rifle through my jeans pockets and grab some dimes, and I'll drop five of them in his hand. Thank you, Pet- Petrus, Peter. Whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you, Jan. Yep, I'm just uh, thinking some some shady stuff is gonna happen here pretty soon. Best to yeah. be prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll leave and head to the mining camp. Okay. Apologies to any Dutch listeners we have for completely butchering any sort of Dutch accent. <laughs> so now we go back to Scruggs. It's been a bit since the sermon has started. And uh, as you get closer, you start hearing strange noises. People shouting in, in a language you don't understand. Then you get closer and still, and uh, these people are handling snakes. You know, they're picking them up, lifting it up, putting their, putting its face next to theirs. The snakes are going in and around over their bodies. Jeremiah has two snakes in his hand and they're coiled 
and he's preaching something. Um, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And uh, that is as you are, what you hear as you are approaching. Um, uh, so me being who I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious as to how, like, they're making money off of this. <laughs> so, like, are they passing around, like, a tithe basket or anything? Or do they have, like, a hat on the ground? There's no basket. Uh, there's no hat. There's no tithing dish. Yes, uh, Scruggs is a bit, hmm, he's a bit confused. But, yeah, he's just, he, he's just sticking around for now. Um, kind of curious how are the people reacting they seem to be taking the ones who are there seem to be taking it rather well actually and actually he has a larger crowd than what he originally started with oh dang i'm gonna take a sip out of my hip flask i'm in the wrong business so you are you mingling with the crowd or i'm um, just staying your distance yeah, Scruggs, Scruggs is actually going to go ahead and he's he's a relatively friendly friendly guy, so he's going to mingle. <laughs> yeah, what's your feeling about snakes? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Scruggs doesn't. Uh, he's not super concerned about them, I guess. Okay. He's he's you know he's he's not like a true blue and like Civil War vet, but you know he's he's been around the Western Bloc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, uh, as you kind of mingle around, you find um, like snakes are fucking everywhere. They're crawling between your legs. You know, some begin to kind of acknowledge you and kind of try to climb up your leg. And uh, I would like you to make a power roll for me. Oh shit. All right. Um, okay, that is a 24 um, under 60. Okay. You feel this... Uh, a strange feeling wash over you, but it, you just kind of managed to shake it off. Um, it does feel, you feel like lightheaded for a second. Okay. Uh, well that's weird. Um, I feel a bit lightheaded. I'm going to, I'm going to check out the people around me. Are they looking like kind of like how that, how I was starting to feel there? Some of them look a little pale and the ones who are looking pale are the ones who are speaking in this weird tongue. And, like, you've been around the block, you've heard, you know, you've met Dutch, you've met German, you've met Spanish, Chinese immigrants all over the place. This sounds like nothing you have ever heard before. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up to one of them. Do I recognize any of them? Like, as, cause there's towns people around here, right? Yeah, like, you, uh, you recognize one of them. Also, some of them, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go up to one and see if I can't talk to him. Okay. This man is uh, holding a serpent before him and it's it's like hissing at him and but doesn't seem aggressive, so to speak. Uh, and he acknowledges your presence. Ich bin der Hund. Skrooks. Uh, I, I caught one of those. Uh, you want to try that again? Yep, it's what I thought you said. Um, hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of wave my hand in front of his face. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's not mentally there. Do I know if this person has any history of weird fucking languages? <laughs> as far as you know, nope. He does not. Alright. Scruggs McGillahan is officially creeped out. Uh, He's going to kind of reach for his whiskey, and then looking around at the snakes and people talking to each other in weird tongues, he's actually just going to dump it out. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's a bit too early. (laughs) And you know what? I I think I would like you make a sanity roll then. Okay. Gotcha. Um... That's a 53, uh, under 60. Okay. Okay. So you only lose, you don't lose any sanity. Okay. Um, but it, you're, you're thoroughly creeped out. 
yeah, this is some weird stuff. But eventually the sermon concludes. Jeremiah finishes off with a powerful message and um, he looked at the crowd. Now, brothers and sisters, I ask you now to spread the message of what you heard today. For tomorrow, I'll be back again to preach unto you again so that we might convert all here to the true doctrine and save their souls. And the crowd uh, nods and, you know, um, cries up with amens and whatnot. Uh, The snakes start to slither away and just kind of vanish into the brush. Ah. Hmm. Yep. This took a turn for the worse. Um, yeah, Scruggs is kind of at a loss. <laughs> this okay. is, Scruggs has been around the block, but this is some weirdo stuff. <laughs> right. So, the day passes on, the word is spread. Most of the people who are there begin to tell of the miracles that, um, Jeremiah performed that he handled the snakes and they did not bite him that we handled the snakes and they did did not strike us we spoke in tongues he healed Nadine's hand and uh, that message just generally spreads around the camp whether people believe it or not is a different story and actually uh, Reverend you hear a knock on the chapel door and uh, a woman enters excuse me Reverend can we talk Absolutely. Come on in. Did you see the sermon that uh, that man, Carew, performed? No, I did not. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts a good character. That's what I was worried about. He, he preaches of of God, of of uh, of, of righteousness, and. Yet this seems sort of devilish. Is this power that God gives? God's gifts are divine. Worry not, my child. You have strong faith within you. And that strong faith will lead you on the right path. Now you said you think this this is devilish? Yes, I do. Well, and that just proves that God is in you, and he will help you choose the right path. And I will be, I would be glad to help you on that path with any information you can, you can give me. Thank you, Reverend. And uh, she nods and shakes your hand and uh, exits the chapel. So eventually, night falls around Blackwood, People begin their nightly routines, whether that's drinking at the Fool's Gold, sharing a night at Jessamine's Damsels, or just going in bed and getting a good night's sleep. And about midway through the night, I would like everyone to make a luck roll. Okay. Oh, baby. Um. Woo! Five under 40. <sighs> Seven under 85. Uh, 40 under 60. 88 over 50. 16 under 65. Okay. So, those who succeeded, uh, you are awoken by the booming of a strange thunderclap. It reverberates throughout the town and the surrounding hills and looking outside your window you can see that there is a strange amber glow coming from the summit of Bishop's Peak, the taller mountain adjacent to Russell Peak and what would you like to do? Not wear my PJs Uh, Yeah, get dressed is probably a good uh, first step Uh, Scruggs, I don't know, he'll want mosey outside Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like I said, you see this like strange amber glow, and it's it's almost like as bright, if not a little brighter than the full moon. It's projecting shadows of the town on the ground, 
Um, and that that it's this sounds like a prolonged thunderclap. It just keeps going on. Um, Scrag is gonna try pouring out his hip flask again, but it's already <laughs> empty. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Um, is there anyone else around the town that's doing this that, like, I see? Yeah, I'm probably gonna go outside after we get dressed and stuff. Yeah, I'm outside as well. I'll head out, too. Okay. Now, Danny, did you head back up, um, Russell Peak, or did you stay the night with Bo? Is there, like, a sitting area outside of the, the, the clinic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably would have slept on the bench or something. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'd already be outside. Okay. Um, so yeah, you all see each other as well as a few other people who um, look at it and then go back inside. But the four of you still remain transfixed. Ooh, pretty. What? No. Hmm. Do I see the Reverend around? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna saunter over to him. Hey, uh, uh Reverend? Uh, Scruggs. Yeah. Uh, something troubles you well uh actually yes uh i i can uh <laughs> i i can take a guess yeah uh reverend um i i too much of god-feared man but i have to say this better be you doing this uh or i feel like you might be losing some of your flock sometime soon Oh. I'm but just a man. I couldn't do that even in my dreams. That's true. It's true. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Uh, Reverend, what what book was that? Are you really fucking doing this to me right now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I forget my readings. Steven, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, we know that, but like... It's not on my list, okay? <laughs> Why don't you tell me and I can tell you back? <sighs> um, my hip flask is empty. Um, Reverend, you got any alcohol? I just, I just like give him a sideways look and I'm, I, I say, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. Best you did. All right. Um, well, God be with you. And with your spirit. Mm. Ooh, that's a bit too recent, actually. Yeah, I was going to say oh, that. Oh, uh, and also with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me just nitpick your <laughs> report even more. Um, yeah, um, uh, Scruggs is going to wander off back to his place. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, Douglas, what are you guys going to do? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's coming from the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to go all the way to the mountains, am I? I, I don't know, like, am I able to, like, do I have a horse? or? I mean, you guys are kind of in a valley with Russell Peak to the, to the north and Bishop Peak to the south. Uh-huh. It's not, like, far away in the mountain. It's, like... Guess we're gonna go investigate then, as Marshall. Well, being as it's in the mountains and I'm from the mountains, I'm gonna go to the mountains. Okay. So, Danny and Douglas were planning on going up. Reverend, were you gonna follow with or go back like Scruggs? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna follow with them. Okay. Woo! Yeehaw! Are you grabbing any lights or lanterns? Uh, I'm going to go back into... Actually, yeah, I'm going to go back into the church and uh, grab a lantern that I have. Okay. And so the three of you give each other a look. And... Reverend, you return with your your lantern. And the marshal, mountain woman, and the reverend set off to figure out what these strange lights on Bishop Peak are. And that is where our session will come for a close for tonight.
We sincerely thank you for listening to our strange story tonight, and we hope it gave you chills and thrills alike. Join us next time for part two of the Serpent Gospel, The Serpent on the Mount. In the meantime, follow us on social media. We are Tales from the Orn Library official on Facebook and at Orn Library Pod on Twitter. Additionally, you can visit our website at talesfromtheornlibrary.com where you can view all the handouts used in the show thus far. And until next time, remember, the library is always open.